Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Phillies Today, a Sports Radio 94 WIP podcast with your host today, Francisco Rojas. Not a great night in Philadelphia sports. I know, obviously, this is just Phillies baseball, but I think a lot of our listeners out there probably are a Sixers fan, too. Um, And not a great night in Philly sports. That's an understatement. Um, Sixers lose to the Boston Celtics, get blown out. Your Phils lose on a walk-off to Max Muncie and the Los Angeles Dodgers. And obviously, we're going to get to that in just just a second. Um, But... As Philadelphia fans today, I'm sure we're just, we're, in general, we're not feeling good. We're not feeling great. Even if you're just a Phillies fan, if you're just a Sixers, whatever, like you're not, you're not feeling great. But we're going to get into a lot of the negatives that were in this series against the Dodgers. A lot of negatives from, from, from yesterday afternoon in Los Angeles. And we'll get into a few positives, though, too, because, you know, there's always, there's always positives to take. There's always positives to take. So, before we get into the takeaways from uh, last night, or excuse me, yesterday afternoon, and the weekend, or excuse me, uh, and the last couple of days, let's get into a, a recap from yesterday. So top first, uh, Bryson Stott up to the plate, uh, a sacrifice fly that brings in Trey Turner to score, one nothing, Fightins. Fast forward to the top of the third. Nick Cassianos comes up with a big double. Uh, Bryce Harper scores to make it a 2-0 ball game. Um, a bunch uh, bunch of more things uh, happen in this inning. Uh, Alec Bohm, RBI single. Nick Castellanos scores. That's 3 nothing. Uh, Mundo Sosa, RBI single, 4 nothing ball game. And then uh, last but not least, in that inning, or uh, in the top of that inning, first and third, Garrett Stubbs with uh, a little attempt at a safety squeeze that ends up being uh, a bunt single that brings in Brandon Marsh, 5 nothing, uh, And then uh, just a half inning later, though, for the Dodgers, Mookie Betts with an RBI single. Uh, David Peralta scores to get the Dodgers on the board. Bottom of the fourth, uh, Miguel Vargas um, gets 
The Dodgers closer with a two-run bomb off of Aaron Nola. Uh, We're going to get to Nola uh, in just a little bit. Definitely one of my big takeaways from this game. And then bottom of the seventh, fast forward to the bottom of the seventh, uh, after a couple of innings of uh, no score or, uh, uh, you know, no runs put up on the board afterwards, uh, bottom of the seventh, Freddie Freeman with the sack fly. Chris Taylor scores to make it a 5-4 Phillies lead. Bottom of the eighth, and honestly, this should have been – I believe this was ruled an error on Edmundo Sosa. Uh, Austin Barnes hits a quote-unquote two-RBI single um, that goes just over the glove of Sosa. It should have been an out. There's no way this should have been uh, a hit. This was an error, really. Uh, Austin Barnes, though, credited with a two-RBI single. James Outman, Outman and Miguel Vargas score 6-5 L.A. Dodgers. And then top of the ninth. 0-2 count, two outs. Bryson Stott, RBI single. Bryce Harper scores to make it a six-all ball game uh, to tie it up for the Fightins. And then bottom of the ninth. Craig Kimbrell on the mound. Bases loaded for Max Muncy. Uh, a fastball right over the middle of the plate. Catches so much of that plate. Max Muncy does what he does best. Puts it over the right field wall. 10-6 win for the Dodgers. And that's how the day played out. That is how the day played out. Um, there's a lot of things to take away from uh, this loss, uh, from this series. And not a great way for this, Phils. I mean, this really just sums up the series. Um, not even really sums up the series. I guess it sums up in a way that, you know, it just wasn't a good series. It wasn't good at all. I mean, there's. I don't even want to say it sums up the series because they, they really they got blown out. Uh, in the rest of uh, the series, thirteen to four Monday, thirteen to one loss on Tuesday, and then a ten to six loss uh, yesterday. So not it doesn't really sum up the series, but it just you know you get Bryce Harper back, and Harper has a good game. We're gonna get to that in a second. Um, but the Phils just not a good uh, West Coast trip uh, against those Dodgers. Um, so not a great trip, not a great trip, um, and. A few things came easily came to mind for me today. The, today's show, for my takeaways, really came just came right to me. Uh, you know, after watching uh, watching the game, and I mean, the first thing, and I'm just gonna piggyback right off uh, of that ninth inning. For me, it's Craig Kimbrell. Like Craig Kimbrell, I'm just so nervous after the first month of the season. I'm so nervous that this is. Who Craig, who Craig Kimbrell has been over the last couple of seasons, if you go back, even if you really go back uh, to his Boston days, even if you really want to just go back to his Boston days where he was good, like, don't get me wrong, like, he was, if you look at, like, the surface of his numbers, now he was in Boston uh, 2016 to 2018, and he was an all-star in all three of those seasons. Um, but even if, like, you look at, like, the – from what I remember, from, like, the latter half of his 2018 – and Red Sox – if there's any Red Sox fans that ha- happen to be listening, you, maybe you could tell me better. But from what I remember from his days in Boston were that – or, like, the, the last days of where he was in Boston. He was kind of up and down. Even though, like, 2018 he finished with a 2.74 ERA and, uh, you know um, – his numbers were were still good. Like his numbers were still good, but his FIP was three thirteen, which is still good. But that was the highest it's ever been in his career. Um, and I felt like he was trending 
downwards. And I get it. He's 34. Like, or that, that, I mean, I guess back then he was still in his prime, technically. Um, if you were looking at, you know, normal age, uh, you know, of baseball players and pitchers in general. But, I, and really, the, the better example is really not even just his Red Sox days, because his Red Sox days were a little better. But his Chicago days, um, for both the, the, the Cubs and then the White Sox, like, I remember 2021. Cubs, White Sox, like was great, incredible for the first half of that year. And the second half of that year, he stunk. He was terrible. The complete opposite goes from a goes from a uh, uh, what was it? A zero four point four nine ERA with the Cubs in thirty nine appearances to a five oh nine ERA uh, in twenty four appearances for the White Sox. And then last year, you know, not a terrible a three seven five ERA. Uh, you know, a bit better than league average. But he was up and down for the Dodgers last year, man. He was just up and down. That's all. That's what he was. It was. You can ask Dodgers fans. He was. Uh, you know, uh, he comes in and and maybe he gets a save for for the Dodgers. Gives up a few runs though. Gets the save and then maybe the next time out he's great. And that's what he's been for the Phils so far. That's what he's been. He's been. He, he's been. Uh, he, he started off the year first couple of weeks was terrible, and then there was a week or two there where uh, he was. Really good, looks like the Craig Kimball of old, and now the last couple of times out, he's terrible. So I, I'm just afraid, and you guys tell me out there where your where your temperatures at on Craig Kimball because I'm not feeling good about about uh, Craig Kimball. Not feeling good about it. Um, nervous. This is who he's going to be uh, the entire year, which is up and down and just getting worse with age. That's how I feel about Kimball. Uh, Bryce Harper. Obviously, a big takeaway yesterday. Yes, a loss, heartbreaking loss. Um, felt like a, a Philadelphia Phillies loss of a couple of years ago where these are the type of losses they were uh, being dealt. Um, but Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper, three for three, two runs scored, a double, two walks. Feels good after the first night Bryce returns. You know, of course, people are there's the people that are going to overreact and say, "Oh, well, Bryce came too bad, uh, you know, back too early from injury." That's why. No, dude. How about like he hasn't? How about he hasn't seen any real live, uh, like real uh, major league pitching uh, in a game since last postseason in October or slash when the World Series ended? Early November, I forget. It was either end of October, or early November. Regardless, um, it had been. Uh, you know, six months, literally six months since the last time he really was in a ball game facing competitive pitching. So that first night, yeah, I get it. O for four, three strikeouts. You know, and he, and he was, uh, you know, the, his first at bat, the first, the first, uh, the first pitch he sees, he's swinging for the fences on a Julio Urias slurve. Okay, so we expect that from though from Bryce. Okay, so but for the very next night. This is Bryce Harper comes back and he has a Bryce Harper night. Double going the other way looks great. His first hit this season, other way taking the ball the other way. It's beautiful. It's great to see as a Phillies fan and as a baseball fan in general. We want we want to see Bryce back, right? Even the haters, uh, the people that want to say he's overrated, even though he's not. We all know he's not. But last night or yesterday, great to see Bryce Harper back, being Bryce Harper. That's how I see that. Bryce Harper is back, um, and yesterday uh, was a perfect example. Three for three. What was it? Other two walks, two walks in the game. 
So, um, you know, look at that. Four, 429 average, 1100 OPS. Well, you know, looks good. Looks good. Looks good to see. So, uh, Bryce Harper back on the field. It's awesome. Um, since I've been on the air or since I was, uh, you know, off the last couple of days, um, you know, I was on Monday, I was talking about me being excited Bryce is back. And look, first night wasn't great, but for him to be back doing, uh, Bryce is the man. Bryce is the man wearing that brace. Hey, man, he's a he's a, a warrior, um, and it's just great to see Bryce Harper back on the field. A couple of other things, I, I I just don't like the last couple of days. I don't get what's going on with with the lineups with 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 Rob with Topper. I I don't I don't get it. He's been doing this every single. It's it has not stopped. Every it's like every it might be it might be every game. I feel like right. If you look at the lineup the last month, it's something different every day. Stott's hitting well out of, or he's hitting fine out of the leadoff spot. Right? Maybe his his on base percentage isn't perfect, but I need to see more consistency from Rob Thompson with the lineups. It doesn't make I, I get the analytics thing, but it's too analytics heavy, right? The Phillies now were supposed to be a mix of analytics, and they were supposed to be a mix of the analytics and the traditional stuff. And it hasn't been that. It has been analytics-driven as far as the lineup goes. And it's not good to see. It's not good to see. I don't get why Brandon Marsh, a guy who was on the all-MLB the first April uh, I'm so like annoyed right now. I can't even think straight. What Brandon Marsh is the starting center fielder for the All MLB team in the first month, and he's hitting seventh behind Stott, who has had a great start, and Boom, who's had a good start. Right? It doesn't make any sense. Like, what are we doing? Why is he hitting seventh? It doesn't make any sense. Do I know if Brandon Marsh is going to extend? Uh, have this type of start throughout the first, uh, throughout the entirety of the season? Maybe not, but. I mean, go with what you got right now, man. Go with what you got. I, it doesn't make any sense. It's like Schwarber's hitting third one day, and now he's leading off. Then he's hitting second. Like, first off, Schwarber shouldn't be hitting third. Like, Schwarber, I know JT didn't play yesterday, but Schwarber shouldn't be hitting third, man. Cassianos has been one, been one of your better hitters. Hit him third. Maybe Schwarber hits cleanup because Schwarber's a power hitter. He had 46 homers last year. Okay? It just doesn't make any sense. I'm really confused. And I'm sure you guys are confused out there, too. It doesn't make any sense. Topper's got to stop, man. Topper's got to... <sighs> Topper's got to have a bit more of a consistent lineup. doesn't have to be perfect every single day, but it has to be more consistent. has to be more consistent. The lineup uh, doesn't make any sense. Aaron Nola. Last one here before... Uh, we get to uh, I'm, I'm really the series takeaways have really been uh, what I've already kind of mentioned here. So really, this some of this intertwines with you know, and I've done this you know last couple of weeks, but it just they've kind of intertwined my series takeaways with my uh, you know recent game takeaways. So and the last one like Aaron Nola, and this obviously just pertains to yesterday, and this kind of follows the theme of I'm nervous about Craig Kimbrell being who he was the last couple of years. I'm nervous that we're going to see the Aaron Nola of 2021. I'm super nervous that we're going to get the Aaron Nola of two years ago, where Nola's good stuff in a majority of his outings, but he gets to certain parts of his outings where he's not good, where he's the opposite. He gives up a two-run homer, and then the stat line doesn't look great. Third inning. I think it was the third inning, right? He gives up the Vargas home run. And it wasn't a terrible outing. It wasn't. I'm not going to say it was a bad outing. Okay, like... Castellanos in the uh, in this in the was it the sixth it was the seventh inning where Castellanos 
doesn't feel the Chris Taylor, uh, you know, the hit going the other way and it ends up being a triple technically, right? I think it was technically a triple. Um, and and then Nola's pulled and then he gets the run charge to, uh, to his name and then he ends up with four earned. But even though it wasn't a terrible outing, it's still like, it just feels like who Aaron Nola was a couple of years ago where, okay, for the majority of his outings it looks good, but at the end of it, couple of home runs, uh, you know, a couple of RBI singles here, RBI doubles, whatever, two RBI singles, whatever, here and there. And then Nola's ERA isn't looking great. Or Aaron Nola's, uh, you know, maybe look at the deeper metrics, he's good, but, like, on the surface, his outings aren't per- aren't super great. And, you know, I hate to hear the Nola's not an ace and this type of stuff, but this stuff really goes, like, it kind of doesn't help. It doesn't help, and it look it makes those people who talk about him being an ace not look good. And you know, it's just it, with Aaron Nola, it really is. It's frustrating, and it's really. And this is over the first month of the season. Let me let me look at his overall numbers. Let's look at Nola's er, overall numbers from the first month of the season. And I'm just looking on Savant because Baseball Reference doesn't really give you uh over so look his expected ERA three seven one but his regular is normal ERA four six four it's walk percentage just over five percent it's not bad but you know his strikeout percentage ten percent down from last year that's not good it's not good to see his hard hit percentage a little up from last year thirty three percent up compared to thirty one it's not terrible but it's you know it's it's not a uh, Look, the Phillies need Nola to be a horse. They need him to be a horse. Um, if I had a little more time, because I want to get you guys a little preview on the Boston series and to get you updated on some news and notes, but um, Nola just – I'm nervous this is who he's going to be from 2021. And they really need him to be more of what he was last year. And I know 2018, that was like a record-setting year for NOLA and a great season. Probably wins the Cy Young in any other season, but they need him to be closer to these type of seasons, to be really be an ace, really be like a top-10 pitcher in national, the National League, and he's just not right now. And I'm really, over the first month of the season, it just doesn't feel like it's a good preview of what he could be. But, you know, has some time to clean it up. Maybe he's... You know, a lot of stuff going on from pitching well into October last year and whatnot. But no excuses, man. It's it's May now. It's May. So, um, some news and notes. Uh, I'll follow up with the Nola thing. Pretty cool. And people kind of for maybe if Nola had been more consistent, his four hundred fourteen hundred and thirteen strikeouts past Grover Cleveland Alexander for number six all time on the Philly strikeout list. Congratulations, Aaron. Congratulations. And this, I don't mean this in a sarcastic way. Still a, a fantastic feat. Maybe people sometimes uh, sometimes forget this stuff. And I, I kind of get it right now because he hasn't been great. He hasn't been great, but maybe if he'd been a little better lately, you know, get a little more praise for, you know, putting up these type of uh, stats and these type of accomplishments uh, as a Phillies hurler. So, Congratulations to Aaron uh, passing Grover Cleveland Alexander uh, in that department. Six all-time on the Philly strikeout list. Also, Ranger Suarez, big one. Big one. I've been kind of stomping on the ground that the Phillies need Ranger back 
for this rotation and the bullpen so they can get Strom, who's been good, wasn't great against the Dodgers uh, in this series. But um, Ranger uh, is going to make another rehab start on Sunday. This is according to Todd Zalecki on Twitter. Uh, I'm just going verbatim. If it goes well, he could be activated and rejoin the rotation. Strom will return to the bullpen once that happens, Rob Thompson has said. And that's a great thing. That's a great thing for this Phillies team, who is still above 500. 17 and is it is it 17 and 15 now, or is it 15, 15 and 17? Of course, they're no, they're not above 500. Sorry, they were 15 and 14 coming into the series, lose three straight. They're 15 and 17. Um, so Ranger Suarez, it's a big deal uh, if they can get Ranger uh, back for this rotation because the rotation needs it. They need Ranger Suarez back. They need him, especially Taiwan Walker has not been good. That's another. Takeaway I did not mention from the Dodgers series, like Tywin Walker has not been good. I heard uh, Matt Gelb, um, and I forget uh, who else it is on Phillies Therapy. Sorry, I'm forgetting your name. Um, the Phillies Therapy podcast, they they were talking about Tywin Walker's pitch mix. He needs to throw his splitter a little more. Um, that could definitely be the case, but whatever it is, he needs to figure it out because the Phillies are supposed to have a good rotation uh, when Rager comes back. And maybe, you know, First month, first month in a Phillies uniform, but they need Tywin Walker to at least get back up to being an average pitcher. Start somewhere and get be an average pitcher. So we're not worried about just having, you know, Enola hasn't been great. I mean, it's just Walker, Ranger coming back to the street. They, I mean, they need him right back, back right now. So whenever, you know, as long as he comes back healthy, they need Ranger back, though. So some good news on Ranger there, making a rehab start on Sunday. I believe it's for the Iron Pigs, right? It would make sense. Um, and so those are your news and notes uh, for Thursday morning. Um, and let's look at the next preview uh, preview for the next uh, game in series. Um, Phillies, Phillies do have the night off tonight and probably a good night to have off because of coming off, getting swept by the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, so the Red Sox, they will be facing the Red Sox this weekend. Uh, it is a 7.05 start or is it a 6.40 start? Uh, on Friday night, um, a 7.05 start with Chris Sale and Zach Wheeler. Chris Sale has just been, I believe he's been just putrid. Pretty sure he's been putrid. Just going to look at the numbers real quick. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's been putrid. 6.75 ERA. Um, yeah, not good. ERA uh, plus of 69. So there you go, 31% below league average. Not very good. Um, yes, his K per nine is up. It's uh, just under 11, but um, his hit per nine is not good. It's uh, just over 10. Um, so Chris Sale, not the Chris Sale of old, kind of sucks for baseball, but um, good for the Phillies if they can get on him and make Chris Sale look like he's been this this year. Zach Wheeler uh, on the mound for the Phils. Um, so Zach Wheeler and Chris Sale will face off on Friday night. Corey Kluber and Bailey Falter will f- uh, fare uh, will face off on Saturday night, um, and then Sunday will be a one thirty five start between Tanner Houck, uh, one of more one of my favorite pitchers to watch outside of the Phillies um, over there in the American League hasn't had. Uh, a great start to the year with a 5.34 ERA. That's the one thing about the Red Sox. They literally don't have a starting pitcher with an ERA close to league average besides Nick Pavetta, who is a 4.99 ERA. Um, and the Phils will not be facing their old friend uh, this series. So you'll get Tan- Tanner Houck and Taiwan Walker on Sunday, 1.35 start. 
So, Phil's against the Red Sox. Hopefully, they can take two of three. At least you can get back to. Uh, it wouldn't be get back to five hundred. They would be. They would be sixteen or they would be seventeen and eighteen. But maybe you can get a go the other way. Get a series sweep. Uh, then you could be eighteen and seventeen above five hundred, um, and that would be good for your fightings. So that's gonna do it for me. Um, hopefully. Uh, we, we can at least take two of three from the Red Sox if not get a sweep. Um, the Red Sox are a good team offensively. Um, they have uh, Alex Verdugo, Masataka Yoshida, Jaron Duran have been really good. Rafi Devers with already 10 homers on the year, I believe. Um, I believe, right? Yeah, Devers, 10 homers. 10 homers. Um, his average hasn't been great. 226 on base has not been great, but slugging the baseball. That's what Devers does, so... You know, guys to watch um, if you're the Phillies uh, right there. So that's going to do it for me today. Um, hopefully, Phillies can take a couple from the Red Sox. At least we're not getting the sweep. That's going to do it for me, Francisco Rojas. And stay tuned for the next episode of Phillies Today tomorrow. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.